Today on The Daily Charge. Thanks to the new Apple Watch and its turn-by-turn directions, Scott Stein has successfully found his way back to the studio. He's got the skinny on the wearable world, and he's ready to answer your burning questions. Good morning and welcome to CNET's Daily Charge. It is Wednesday, September 18th. I'm Bridget Carey. And I'm Scott Stein. Here are today's stories. If you're thinking about getting the new Apple Watch, or if you're on the fence about upgrading, Scott Stein is your man with the answers. His review of the Apple Watch Series 5 is up now on CNET. And Scott, this was an important review for me personally, because this is the year where I wonder if you just finally convinced me to get the watch because of that always on display. I've gone all this time with a beautiful dumb watch, and this feels like I have to dive in now. Give me your verdict. Well, that's the thing is I feel like Apple's always continuing that pitch because unlike phones, a lot of people don't have watches. So you're always thinking, should I get on board? It's kind of like versus upgrading. The big thing is always on displays, which may sound like what's the point. But if you have a regular watch, the the annoying uh, turn your wrist thing. Because yeah, you always had to flick it to look at to look at it to, right. to turn on to save which, battery. Which we tolerated and it still was a great watch. But a lot of other smart watches out there have already figured out always on. So Apple's finally doing it here. What's nice should be obvious. You could just type and do that. There's Mickey. All the watch faces have it, so so Mickey uh, dims down. Yeah, you, and yeah, uh, doesn't uh, tap his foot anymore. Yeah, you can kind of still see the screen. He just looks a little dim. His hands are a little brighter, so you can see where the hands are. On right, the, and if on you turn watch. your wrist or you tap it, it comes back on. Mm-hmm. But there are some things to know about Always On, which is that it doesn't work for everything. This is only working for the watch faces and for the workout app. Everything else, if you use something like Maps or any Compass or Weather or whatever else, whatever you might want to keep on, instead of turning dark, now it just frosts over and has like that like that pull-down notification on phones mm-hmm. and just puts like a generic time stamp on it. So that's weird, but um, it's just, just an FYI if you're planning to get it. And also when it's really dim, it's not that visible in bright sunlight, but it'll brighten up when you turn your wrist. Mm-hmm. So what it doesn't have, though, is better battery life. So thinking about you... Or someone who's going to upgrade to it. I'm still charging it every night. Yeah. And it, it feels like the battery life is even like a tiny bit worse with Always On in the sense that before I would kind of roll well into day two, but need to recharge. Now it's lasting right to the end of the first day. What do you do to test battery on these products for the long time for those who don't know our, our whole labs experience? That is a good question. Because on a phone or something like that, you would do streaming. But on a watch, you're not going to be able to do that. So I just wear it. Mm-hmm. And because the watches, I mean, I try to use them uh, for things like, uh, you know, we do a little bit of uh, GPS stuff and stuff like that. But I try to wear it to see what it feels like every day the way I would normally do it. Like an average use day. Yeah. Yes. And that may sound like obvious, but that's exactly it. They, you just see how it wears down. And the more you wear them, you get a, get a sense for what battery life should be. But this, um, this is getting me to eke in at the end of the day to charge uh, with Always On. You can turn Always On off. But then you have literally the Series 4 again. Mm-hmm. It's basically the Apple Watch Series 4 with always on, compass, and this like international SOS mode if you buy the cellular watch. Well, with that compass, you used it for turn-by-turn directions on the map. I thought that was kind of neat. Then yeah. I saw your video. Did it feel as dorky as it looked to walk around trying to get directions by staring at your watch? <laughs> yeah, it feels awful. You know, this is not a fun... It reminded me of Google Glass again, like where I'm like trying to navigate around with this thing and you're interrupting stuff. I would use a phone. But wouldn't you kind of play it off cool, like it'll buzz when it's time to turn left or right? Yes, it okay. taps your wrist. You can wear headphones and just have audio directions. Okay. And it's nice that it's there if you have cellular. And this is another thing that should have been there. Like it had, had maps before, but if you have the compass... It now understands where you're going a lot better and, and makes it less wonky for the the turn by turn and things like that. 
or and also just as a sports watch, now you're going to get compass readings and kind of like those outdoorsman watches where you can get better elevation reads. So right. it's but it's a feature you would have thought would have been there. Um, and it's on some other uh, sports smartwatches. Yeah, I never so. kind of thought twice about it until they said it's here. And I'm like, oh, right. okay. <laughs> I wouldn't go rush out and say that this is something that you need. But I would say that now these two features are ones that I would much rather have on the Apple Watch. So they keep adding these incremental things that become more useful. Mm -hmm. So Facebook is leaning into its portal chat devices because it actually has come out with more cameras for the home. <laughs> the company that is struggling with trust with privacy after failing to protect customer data has decided to unveil three more video chatting devices. You have the $180 10-inch picture frame portal. There's a portal TV for $150. It goes on top of the television. And the portal mini with an 8-inch display, and that's $130. These are designed for video chatting with friends on Facebook Messenger or what's new now, WhatsApp. And you can stream from other video and music apps. Uh, there's also a shutter to cover the camera for privacy and mute the microphone. That's a good thing. Uh, my extended family uses WhatsApp, so I can see this as being a perk because they don't all have iPhones. They don't all do FaceTime. Uh, so that could be a sell for folks who don't have, who use a lot of WhatsApp. But um, I'm also just good with sticking to my phone for this instead of having another camera in the home. Scott, right. what, what was your take when you saw this? I feel like, haven't we done this with the Connect like, you know, 10 years ago or something? Turning I, the, the, the television into right, a chatting thing. Right, keep coming back to the television as video chat tool. Uh, not that there's uh, anything, well, I mean, there are things that are weird about connecting your home with cameras, but uh, but I would just think I would want something more universal. I just don't, first of all, Facebook and privacy aside, I would just want something that was more universal. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want something that just goes into one tool. We have all these companies that are kind of focusing on one tool set, one app, Stay one with device. our platform, please. Right. Yeah. I want flexibility. Um, so that feels annoying to me. Uh, I'm more interested in the AR stuff. Like that thing is supposed to be part of the AR vision for Facebook. Right. Cause you can do some fun effects too. Like you, yeah. you can have goofy things on your face when you're chatting. So we'll but, see, we'll, we'll see if this you know. uh, is, is interesting to people. Uh, in other streaming news, Amazon is now offering a high res audio streaming service. It's called Amazon music HD, but just to be clear, this is not part of the Amazon Prime Music. So if you want this new better than CD quality audio service, it's another subscription. It starts at $13 a month. No more subscriptions. No more subscriptions. <laughs> it's, it's a hefty price for, for, for snazzy audio. I don't even have headphones that are good enough for that. Yeah, me too. I'm no. just getting by. Thank you again for all your questions. Let us know what you want to see more of in the show. If you want more contests, time with editors like Scott answering questions like we did today. We want to hear your feedback because... This is a new channel. We need your love. So spread the word. Throw us a like if this episode was helpful. And you can find us weekday mornings on YouTube, live, Periscope Live, CNET.com. And there's also the Handy Dandy Audio Podcast. I'm Bridget Carey. And I'm Scott Stein. Thanks for joining us. Can't get enough? Check out The Daily Supercharge, our extended post show with special features, audience Q&A, and in-depth reviews. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.